following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time to recap what happened at Spring Fling for the 2022 season here to do it all from the macro view of Main Street Preps. Your hosts, Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. It's Main Street Preps this week. Welcome back for another episode. I'm Russell, joined as always by Tyler. And the 2021-2022 school year has come to a close, and we are here to put a bow on the spring sports season today. Tyler, we made it all the way through, and uh, now it's time for a little bit, a little bit of a break that I know everybody's been waiting for for a long time here. Yeah, probably including the coaches and the athletes after last week. That was a long, that was a marathon. It was so. For this final episode of the school year, we are going to cover the headlines from the past week. Interview Page soccer coach Nate Clapp after his uh, team won the Double A state title last week, and we're also going to recap a few of the top moments from spring fling. Uh, before that, though, it, let's hit those those headlines first, Tyler. Uh, last week, we were down there all week in Murfreesboro, and the weather was uh, was something else. It rained a little bit just about every day, some days more than others. Uh, kind of wreaked some havoc on the schedule, but um, everything was able to be completed by Sunday, so it went a little bit longer than usual, but everything was able to be played. Um, How do you think everything was kind of handled in, in, with the rain delays and the rescheduling and all that? Yeah, I know. Um, I think people were a little thrown off by both the the baseball. I think uh, one or two games were called by rule because of the completion of the fifth inning. Um, I'm just going to hit the most controversial stuff first, I guess. But I know there were some people upset about that, but I think that's in the rules. So, you know, anything within the bylaws or regulations people maybe that's maybe something to take a look at but as far as going by rule you know i don't think there's any mis misdoing there when tennis got switched to pro sets on the final day i think people were a little thrown off by that um but they had so many matches to complete like what are you gonna do so you know i don't know that that's a mistake maybe just communicating that i know some reporters didn't even know they were switching to pro sets in tennis which just gets you through faster so it, it was a tough job for them. I mean, I honestly thought by Friday they weren't going to have to play uh, many games Saturday or, you know, and I certainly didn't think they'd be going Sunday. So, But it was just that kind of week. You, you throw in the if necessary games and two double elimination tournaments, you're probably going to get to Sunday with that amount of disruption that we had. Yeah, I'd say for the most part it, it worked out. I'm, I'm definitely still a little bit confused on what happened, though, with the, with the games being called and then other games, you know, were suspended and, and pushed back 36 hours. It was kind of a, a little bit of a mess, but in the end, it, it worked out for the most part. But uh, lost in the shuffle last week was really any news unrelated to spring fling. And uh, one of those items was Brentwood baseball coach Bill Moore stepping down. Of course, he led the Bruins to the state title in 2017 and a runner-up finish the following year. Uh, this year, Brentwood had a pretty solid team too. They were right in the mix. They were finished 24 and 10 and you know, had things gone a little differently in the last inning of their region semifinal, they uh, might have been on the doorstep there of reaching another state tournament. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty big change. You know, nine seasons Bill Moore was at Brentwood uh, and delivered a state title. Uh, I mean, that's that's two good years, I believe. 
that was either Brentwood's first title or first in a long time in baseball. Um, so that's a big job. I guess the big news is, aside from Bill just stepping down, that's a big, big opening, a very attractive opening to someone in Brentwood. Um, and yeah, that did kind of, kind of caught us all off guard. Brentwood was in the mix this year. Absolutely, you're right. Uh, that was a team. That was a good baseball team that had a you know just could just scrappy. Could have maybe scrapped its way into the state tournament, and then who, at that point, who knows with the week we had. Um, but yeah, they were they were solid this year. So that's that's good baseball job, definitely. And then we're gonna we're gonna stretch some of this after uh, after the break and after the conversation with with Nate Clapp. But Tyler, go ahead and give me one of your top moments from last week. Maybe your top top moment, and we'll we'll talk about the rest of them in just a few minutes. Yeah, I thought Brentwood soccer title was uh, just kind of an electric finish to the whole week for me personally that was um the last thing i covered it was the final soccer game of the week and uh beating beard in, in that fashion was one of those stunning moments kind of for everybody there and um certainly some other storylines that go along with that team that were that made that a kind of a cool championship to cover for brentwood so that that was the one that stands with me i don't know if it's because it was just good weather and it was the final thing that i covered uh, of the week, I got kind of a shot of dopamine there for just knowing that I was close to the finish line. But that, I'm just joking. In all honesty, it was it was a really cool story to follow. Uh, cool, cool team, and uh, a lot of a lot of good stories within that group. Yeah, what a memorable year Brentwood had. Uh, I'll go with the Eagleville Athletic Department. They had a, a great weekend. Uh, had to wait a little bit longer for some of their results to come in, but uh, on Saturday, the softball team at Eagleville won its won the school's first ever state title uh, for any any team sport. And then the baseball team followed it up the next day by winning the Class A state title over McKenzie. So uh, you go from having no titles in the history of the school to in a period of 24 hours, you've got uh, two and, and one in uh, softball, one in baseball. So that was a banner weekend for Eagleville. I know all those um, people down there in Rutherford County are, are super excited. And that was, that was a really neat kind of combination of moments mm-hmm. there. That's like a, it's a diamond town now. You know, we're going to have to start calling uh, Eagleville the Emerald City or something. Um, maybe they've got something going. Yeah, there you go. Title town, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are going to talk to another another uh, school and another guy that is familiar with titles. That's Nate Clapp, and that is coming back, coming up after the break. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. All right, it's time to bring in Paige soccer coach Nate Clapp, who just wrapped up a 16-5 and 5 season with a class AA state title with a one to nothing win over Valor College Prep last week. Nate, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, thanks for being here. And uh, 
you know, it's been a banner school year for Page Soccer. Of course, the girls' team got its first ever state title last fall, and then the boys' team follows last week with their first title. Uh, it's not that's not easy to do to, to win in in, in both uh, girls and boys in the same year like that. How did this season line up so perfectly that uh, both teams were able to come out on top there? Uh, um, it's just these kids and uh, something we've been working hard for for years. Uh, this group of girls just came together as a as a team and refused to lose. And this group of boys just, you know, we had a lot of different personalities on that team, and they and they just found a way to work together and um and it was you know neither team at the beginning of the year you know that we think uh this we we knew there was a chance with both teams but did we think for sure no you know so it was it's credit to the kids hard work too and and for the kids that went before them kind of building that um that expectation of success no matter what we have in front of us That's a good point, Nate. No, no state title. Those, those things are hard to get. It's it's hard to imagine going into the year that you guys would end up with both. But that when you, <laughs> we look across your whole county here, uh, what a week for Williamson County soccer. I mean, uh, three yeah. state titles, yeah. Page, GCA, and Brentwood. You're right in the middle of that triangle. You know, of of soccer competition was was that the talent that rich in, in Williamson County as it looked having been somebody who, who coached and was able to see a lot of it in person? Yeah. I mean, the talent, we played Brentwood earlier in the season and Grace Christian as well. And the, it's funny that Grace Christian, we scrimmaged them and, uh, and Malachi is just a, just a fantastic player. And uh, all my guys were trying to ask me how we were going to change the way we play against Malachi. And I was like, no, this is a scrimmage. Go, you go play against them, you know, whether it's one player, or, you know, that we have to key on or not because it's a scrimmage and it ended up paying off. Malachi kind of um, burned us bad. But all the experience that the guys got against Malachi, they never saw a player better than him. So. <laughs> So, uh, uh, you know, through the rest of the season, so we, that the kids that Malik had to defend Malachi without help, um, ended up performing great this year. So we got to see Grace and David and I talked a few times because both of us last lost last year and, uh, and, and it left a bad taste in our mouth. And then, um, and then Brentwood, you know, we, we got to go over there. Crazy night, rain delays and, um, and uh, and it was just a fantastic game. So, you know, I saw something special out of Brentwood, saw something special out of Grace, um, and it's, it's pretty awesome that all three of us, you know, David over at Grace and Coach P at Brentwood, and uh, we all kind of got to come back this year and win that. And along those lines, you mentioned playing Grace and also Brentwood. You guys played just a really difficult schedule from top to bottom that also included CPA, uh, Franklin, along with an early season trip to the Smoky Mountain Cup in Gatlinburg, where you guys saw some some high level competition. Uh, did facing that level of play early in the season help you guys on the back end when when things got tough those last few games in the state tournament and, and the sectionals and all that? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I play those tough games because we kind of um, use. We want to play the highest competition with our first team, and we want to play the highest competition and get two reps. 
so, um, so, you know, to keep us better coming back the next year, a lot of times we'll play these tough games, but we won't make our one play. You know, for instance, we went against Stonesville Summit and CPA all in the same week. Um, you know, we got a lot of twos playing time that, that week. And, and that, in that scenario, every time we needed a two, if not a number three, um, player in that position, uh, at the state tournament, they were ready to go. For instance, our third string goalkeeper went in. Our first and second string goalkeeper got hurt beginning of state and, um, and our third string keeper went in in the semifinals to close that game out. And all those guys just getting experience, um, when we need subs in the, in the state tournament because it's the end of the season. It's a grueling postseason with having to play three. You know, if you come out of Middle Tennessee, you're playing three tough games for region and sectional. And, uh, and then you got to go to state and <laughs> repeat three tough games. Two of them are back to back. So, um, the, playing those games against, against the high level competition, get all the guys in that way. Yeah. It, it, uh, if as long as you're playing your one day and your twos, it really helps you. Um, if you if you drag that out and play in your number ones the whole time, you're you're not going to make it in the postseason. <laughs> if you play that tough of a schedule, if that makes sense. Yeah, and this Nate, this having seen and covered the your both programs, the boys and the girls, that's something you talk about how you really want balance throughout the throughout the sheet there, and uh, that was crucial for you guys this year. Six guys with at least five goals. Hyatt McDonald had fourteen. How does the balance when you get to a state tournament environment help when you know you might only get one goal? I mean, that was kind of the scenario you had in the championship against Valor. You end up with the one and, you know, you don't need – I guess you probably don't want that to be dependent on that one guy for that one goal. Yeah. Yes, for sure. You know, we – if you look at the state tournament, different players uh, won a each game. And, and you know, the, obviously the final uh, – Charlie Chisholm coming in big. He, Charlie had a fantastic postseason. Um, he, he didn't do as well as we thought he would during the uh, regular season, but he showed up when it mattered for the postseason. And and, uh, and it was cool because I just got to work with him throughout the whole season. Um, uh, you know, whether it was a slump or whether it was the senior year and, and everything they got to deal with or whatever it was. And, uh, and for him to come through in the postseason like he did, it's fantastic. He had a big game every week. And um, but Charlie won that final for us. And then the day before, David McDougal, who has turned into one electrifying, electrifying center mid. You know, he just defensively and, and you know, possession and in the attack, he's been just a beast. And uh, and he, he's probably going to be one of the best we've ever had through a page. Scores uh, that game winner against Red Bank. Um and then, you know, like I said, our third string keeper came in there uh, to close out that game when Jack got hurt. And then the, the first game of state, we ended up um, breaking through with Nate Neely, who's phenomenal senior. Um, but he does really well. He actually does better process in the game than coming in off the bench. So he got so he he would either cause so many goals or bring so many goals this season. Um, he did phenomenal with it. Uh, he's, a, he's a great teammate. He gets over there. He loves working with people. Um, and if he needs to score, he, he scores. And so he came in and really kick-started our goals against South Gibson. And then we had um, spectacular play by Hyatt 
uh, Carter, who's a sophomore, and then Trevor, who's a junior, um, for an amazing second goal. And then, of course, we go into the second half, and, and we got another sophomore scoring off the bench. Um, and uh, I was trying to think, fourth goal. oh, Logan, another sophomore coming in. So goals came kind of from everywhere in the state tournament. And, uh, and we're pretty proud of the guys. It's kind of what we've done all season, where last year, a lot of our goals came just from a couple, you know, Grayson Dugan or, or, uh, or just a couple other guys who was, um, where this season our outside backs had, I think, over 10 goals, um, this season. So, um, it was pretty, it's a testament to the guys and just how they worked to get that ball in the back of the net. And you alluded to the goalkeeper situation there with some injuries. And I know in the title game, Jack Gorman, the William and Mary signee, the senior was able to come in and finish it out there to make the, make the four saves and get the clean sheet. But uh, I guess, can you take us through what happened with the injuries there and how you guys were able to kind of manage uh, through all that at, at the state tournament? Yeah. yeah. Well, first off, we didn't, uh, uh, we didn't make a big deal about it because uh, we definitely don't, didn't want anybody knowing. If you if you know the way I coach and the way we play, you know you, 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 a couple of coaches were telling me what's going on with Jack, you know, because they could tell during the game what was that he was not him. Um, but Jack get, Jack pulled his groin uh, at the end of the second game. Again, one of those that games that you got to go back to back. So it's hard to get all your guys recovered. You know, they just went through a three game tough week the week before, and. Um, and, you know, we really just jumped on it immediately uh, uh, that night trying to find, you know, just best practices in terms of what we need to do to get him recovered. Um, and the trainers uh, that work with us in Williamson County did a phenomenal job. Um, Brina, who, who is our trainer, which, by the way, she had her baby on Friday the 27th, uh, the same day we won our uh, – she had a baby boy. So we had her – her, uh, another uh, guy from uh, Bone and Joint and came in and he, Jay, really helped us uh, with um, just getting him recovered, showed up to do uh, everything that we needed him to be at to, to help prepare him for um, that final day. And we got it wrapped. And uh, and if you watch the game, you can kind of see that he's where we're, uh, he can make saves. He's there and, and his leadership. And that was the one thing that we had to make a decision on is is where we go because our our keepers are you know really work are really well worked throughout the year and they're all ready to go if we need them called on um, and so we just happened to hurt our backup keeper hurt his wrist in training on the Monday before state started um, and then Jack went down so he just did the best he could to recover. And he got in, and, and obviously he was able to make saves. And uh, the one save in the second half where he is is shifting over to the right and they shot back low, low uh, left was phenomenal. Um, it shows what Jack can do even when he's not 100%. And then uh, and we just couldn't let him have the ball. <laughs> we passed it. We usually pass the ball to Jack probably, you know, 60 to 70 to maybe even 80% of the time our back line touches the ball. Because uh, Jack's so good with his feet, and uh, and we only could we played him in the ball once, and uh, he got rid of it quickly with his left foot, uh, and and they did a good job, kind of not somebody that we use constantly and for possession, 
um, not using them back line. Yeah, it just did excellent with that. And, and really the midfield had to adjust a little bit as well. Um, but that's kind of what, what all went on. Um, I think he's trying to recover for the all-star game now as well. So, uh, um, it was definitely, uh, uh, a kink, but the team came together and played the way we need to play to make sure it happened. Hey, Nate, we got to get you out of here, man. I'll give you 30 seconds. Tell me something super unique about this page team. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, these guys would just do whatever it took to play together, even though they were different personalities, different, uh, um, backgrounds. And, and that's one thing I'm super proud of them. Um, and, and, you know, anytime you can have difference of opinions and different type of people, working together to, to, to not only win, but win your first ever state championship. It's just, it's a quality that will last the rest of their life. So I'm pretty proud of them uh, for that. And uh, uh, I, I can't be more excited for them. Well, Nate, congratulations on a great school year. Uh, hope, hopefully, uh, since you've had nonstop soccer since about last July, you get a vacation coming up sometime soon. And uh, <laughs> thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that's been Paige, boys, and girls soccer coach Nate Clapp. What a year for them. Uh, just couldn't have drawn it up any better there, Tyler. No, no. All righty, well, we're going to hit one more break and then come back with some more top moments from Spring Fling. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. back here on main street preps this week to round out our final show of the 2021 2022 school year and we are continuing with our conversation on top moments from last week's spring fling uh there were a lot to choose from um certainly a lot of mid-state and uh nashville area teams and athletes came home with titles and that was exciting uh tyler one that stood out to me was good pasture baseball that's been a storied program for a long time. They they entered last week with eight state titles to their name. They had won one in a decade. Uh, they've come close, though. I believe they were runner-up in 2017. Last year, they had a state tournament quality uh, caliber team and uh, fell short in the region tournament with back-to-back -back losses to CPA and uh, Middle Tennessee Christian. So they were kind of on a revenge tour this year. And, uh, man, finished up 41-5, and and they were dominant. Outside of dropping the first championship game to North Point Christian um, after kind of a rough kind of outing in the first couple innings from their pitcher and and kind of all around, um, bounced back with a 12 to one run rule victory there in, in the championship game, giving Jim Carter his first uh, title as a coach. Um, I think he's got over 600 wins now, so that was kind of a long time coming for him. And um, just just a talented roster up and down. I think nearly half of their roster 
varsity roster is already committed to colleges and a lot of them are committed to division one colleges. So uh, just a, a real memorable year there for good pasture. And now they have a, another trophy to go along with, with all the ones that they won in the past under Jim Wilson, Jeff forehand and uh, Richie East up. Yeah. It's cool to see programs that are uh, obviously powers <clears throat> Uh, or have thick tradition that just haven't won a title in a while, get back to and win one. Cause I think everybody loves a title, but um, man, do you really appreciate one until you've won a couple and then you stop winning them? That's a good question. What's more fun, you know, return winning one for the first time in a long time or winning your first. I mean, if you don't know what it tastes like to win a title, you're kind of just enjoying it in the moment. But I would imagine being a, a tradition rich program and not winning one for a while, you, makes you a little bit hungrier and uh that's kind of what i mean that kind of my moment was brentwood soccer i mean this is obviously stuff we covered russell and but still still big storylines nonetheless but brentwood hadn't won one in 10 years and going into that final against bearden those fans are probably wondering you know bearden look was just was blowing people away in the in the tournament quarterfinals and semis uh Lucas Norton, who had, I think he, I believe he finished with 38 goals or he had 38 goals coming into the finals was just electric. And I mean, he had a goal against Franklin one-on-one that was just, I mean, it was almost like watching a professional uh, and he's a big kid. I think I was joking in our group chat that he was not a whole lot smaller than Destin Wade. I think after getting up close to him, he's not quite as big as Destin Wade, but uh, he's one of the, one of the best soccer players you're going to see in high school and uh Brentwood held him scoreless and it came out and on their first three shot attempts went up 3-0 and it was just you're not going to find a more energy charged crowd than that um and on top of that you know just the way they went on to win that 4-1 match to, to clinch the, the the championship you know I think uh Mike Purcell probably only has a few more seasons left if that he's 71, he just won his fourth title. This is an, would be an amazing way to go out that we very may well have seen uh, his last game. Um, and of course, Eric Bowen, the assistant head coach, who's kind of in line to take over was kind of there. Uh, you know, he uh, got to hold the coaching award, coach the state championship. He kind of got the sense that the page is going to turn. So uh, that's, that's kind of neat to see the seasons kind of change on Brentwood soccer at the same time. Yeah, that was fun. And then, hey, speaking of electric crowds, I wanted to ask you about this too. In the game before with Paige and Valor College Prep, uh, you kind of mentioned that the the Valor fans turned out in, in droves. And I saw the picture uh, of the stands and I was blown away. It looked like a suburban public school kind of show out. What did you make of that that crowd there for Valor? Yeah, they must have brought everyone. Um, I don't, I'm pretty bad at estimating crowds, but I took a guess for my story yesterday. And I mean, they had to have had at least 700 people there. Um, I mean, they filled a, almost a whole half of the stadium and it was a full fill, not a sparse fill. And then they had standing room only folks. So it was, it was the most impressive soccer crowd I've seen at that, at this event. I haven't been here forever, but uh, I think I've been to three different championships or championship type seasons there since 2020 or 2021 and uh i haven't seen a crowd that big or loud so that was that was really neat that was really neat um i mean a couple of the other things i i I guess i wanted a couple 
mentions here, Brentwood Tennis uh, winning its first state championship after a year off, and they're, they're poised to win more. That's a really young, good team. And then Brentwood track winning it, girls track winning its second in a row. Those things impressed me. Also, Reagan got Grimes from Ravenwood. Uh, she she left with four individual state championships winning by winning this discus and shot put again, which is really impressive considering she's really a basketball player. She doesn't uh, do any specification or specialization in track outside of track season. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. A couple other athletes that kind of fit that bill too, uh, that kind of just show up to track and uh, dominate. Uh, Barry on Brown, of course, Pearl Cone, he won four titles. Uh, in the 100, 200, uh, 400, and 800 relay. And the Pearl Cone girls won the team title there in, in Class A. Uh, and then the next day, London Humphreys from, from CPA comes out. That's another football player like Barry on Brown, highly touted football recruit. And uh, he won four medals as, as well, four first-place medals. Um, I believe it was the 100, 200, um, and then a couple of relays maybe. Oh, no, a relay and then the long jump too. Uh, so – yeah, it's track is I was impressed. There's a lot of familiar names out there. A lot of uh, people like Reagan Grimes, Barry on Brown, London Humphreys, names that star in other sports. And then they're just they're so athletic that they come out to track and they are, uh, you know, collecting state titles. So that, that was pretty cool to see, too. Yeah, and Grimes, I've I know it's been mentioned, probably come up in every show, but to to just kind of be messing around with your athletic ability. And, you know, she now owns the discus record, which was owned by somebody else until this year for nearly four decades. Uh, that's just pretty remarkable athleticism and probably worth just to mention in itself. But I know I've mentioned it before, but I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. You know, she's just out there getting some instruction. Uh, her dad helps her. She's, she's got some help, but this isn't somebody who spends all of her time throughout the year at track. So that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, Definitely. Well, I think that is just going to do us here for the 2021-22 school year. We appreciate everybody that's listened and watched all year long. Follow the coverage at Main Street Preps. Um, we will be back soon, though, Tyler, with, with more shows and uh, plenty of coverage throughout the summer. Uh, but, but thanks again to everybody that's, that's followed along, and uh, we hope to see you soon.